Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's now time for News Headlines with Molly on a big party show. Well, today, for most of the country, big election day. Super Tuesday is here. And while it is a race for president on both the Democratic and Republican tickets uh, here in Nebraska, it's going to be the Democrats that are going to be caucusing this Saturday. Pushes on. And part of that this morning, Chelsea Clinton returning to the state to campaign for her mother, Hillary. Today, she's hosting a coffee and conversation at Big Mama's Kitchen in North Omaha. The event starts just after 10 p.m. But Clinton's rival, Democrat Bernie Sanders, he's also going to be coming to Nebraska this week. Sanders is expected to be in Lincoln Thursday. Organizers still finalizing details. Polls show that uh, Hillary is ahead of Bernie today in 10 of the 11 Super Tuesday states. So the caucus for the Democrats is this Saturday, but Republican voters in Nebraska have a few more months to make up their demand. Republican primary is set for March 10th. She's got uh, almost 550 delegates already. Uh, Hillary does. Mm -hmm. Sanders only has like 85. Now all the... Everyone's going to get all the delegates all get divvied out today on Super Tuesday. But yeah, so uh, Chelsea <laughs> needs to open by wishing us a happy birthday in Nebraska. Happy yes. birthday to us. Hundred and forty nine years old. You look great, Nebraska. You it look does. great. Yeah. So we are one hundred forty nine years old, which means we're getting all ready for next year, which is Nebraska's sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial. Sesquicentennial, mm-hmm, waiting for Guffman. <laughs> State's 150th birthday. Nebraska's 150 celebrate uh, celebration executive director says that the festivities are going to start with a statehood celebration at the Capitol in Lincoln and other events. But this is, you know, next year. But we got a whole year. Nebraska was granted statehood March 1st, 1867. Uh, another major do- job fair uh, to hire help for this summer's big sporting events set for today. The Metropolitan Entertainment and Convention Authority, Mecca. They're going to host an on-site interviews from noon to 8 p.m. at the lobby of the CenturyLink Center. They're looking to fill about 250 part-time summer help positions. Event staff, crowd managers, ticket sellers. It's the College World Series and the Olympic swim trials. We're going to be having people from all over the country, maybe even the world, visiting us here uh, come June. And uh, as I said earlier, it's Super Tuesday today. So for a lot of the country, it's Election Day. Uh, nearly half of the delegates needed for the Republican and Democratic nominations are up for grabs. More than a 1,000 Democratic delegates are in play. Close to 600 Republican delegates will be awarded. It takes just under 2,400 delegates to win the Democratic nomination, more than 1,200 to lock up the GOP nomination. So Democrats in a dozen states are going to vote today. Ten states are holding Republican nominating contests. John Oliver on HBO had a great bit that to the Republican Party, Donald Trump is like a uh, back mole. Oh, no. You know, that you kind of have been, you know, you knew it was there uh, a year ago, and then now it's like that back mole really is a concern. <laughs> like, you gotta get it's getting that. bigger. It's starting to look We got to go in and have it looked at. Uh, Did you wait too long? Did you ignore it for too long? I mean, it all gets real tomorrow. I mean, stuff mm-hmm. is going to get real. Tomorrow when we wake up and they're basically saying Trump is 
unstoppable. I mean, yeah. he'll have so many delegates that it's basically um, now next stop is Republican convention. Well, there's uh, a new poll and it shows Trump. I mean, this is, you know, these are all the soothsayers and everything. They're saying Republican frontrunner Donald Trump could possibly lose a general election math matchup with either a Democratic candidate, whether it's Bernie Sanders or Hillary Clinton, that they would uh, defeat him in a general election. I don't know. Do you see what just happened in Massachusetts? All the uh, Democrats that are flipping. They're flipping over. Um, for, for Super Tuesday so they could vote as either a Republican or an independent. Most of them became independents. Oh, really? Uh, pull the lever for Trump. I mean, that's an interesting thing that's happening. But are they doing that to... To I mean, are they doing that because they believe in Trump, or are they doing that because they want to secure a win in November? Well, it's, uh, these are for, these are Democrats that are switching parties, right? But people have been known to switch parties. I I don't know. I'm just saying the poll shows that former Secretary of State would lose to uh, Marco Rubio, uh, be edged by Cruz. It would be a tight race. Sanders would beat Rubio and crush Cruz. So they're saying that the only one that shows any real tough toughness against the Democrats would be a Rubio nomination. Really? He would have a chance. Yeah. That, uh, that I mean, he's the establishment candidate. Hillary yeah. Clinton would lose to Rubio 50 to 47. And she also could be edged out. It could be Cruz 49, Hillary 48. This is what huh. Ted Cruz will also say. I mean, he keeps putting that out there. If Trump, Trump gets the nomination, then we lose, we lose to Hillary Clinton, and then we lose the country. Yeah, it's all over. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Hillary's going to sell us to China. Apparently, and it's just going to be the apocalypse. Uh, President Obama continues to work on a list of potential Supreme Court nominees. He's going to be meeting with members of the Senate uh, Judicial Committee today to discuss the appointment. The president takes seriously his responsibility on filling the Supreme Court vacancy left vacant by the uh, sudden death of Justice Scalia. Now, to yesterday was a landmark day in the Supreme Court. Justice Clarence Thomas asked a question from the bench for the first time in over 10 years. He has not asked a question during oral arguments. The court is debating a case on preventing domestic violence criminals from owning guns. Justice Thomas's question was if a violation of any other law supersedes a person's constitutional rights. It's widely seen that Thomas now anchors the right side of the court following the death of his friend and longtime colleague, Justice Scalia. Uh, and uh, Apple and the FBI are going to bring their fight to Capitol Hill today. FBI's director, James Comey, and Apple's chief attorney are expected to testify at a House Judiciary Committee hearing. The hearing is going to focus on software encryption. Apple is fighting FBI's request to override security software so investigators can get into an iPhone used by one of the San Bernardino shooters. The hearing comes one day after a federal judge turned down a Justice Department request to order Apple to break into another iPhone linked to a drug case. And did you know that not getting enough sleep may be giving you the munchies? There are researchers saying that sleep deprivation seems to make the brain produce more of the chemical that makes eating more pleasurable. They're saying that it's kind of the same thing that marijuana does. Researchers found that when they restricted people's nightly sleep to just four and a half hours, their body's level of a chemical called 2-AG, it also is impacted by the THC in marijuana, it's believed to affect appetite, and it peaked at around 2.30 the next day, stayed elevated for the rest of the day, causing people, they're saying people with sleep restrictions may be acting in the same manner 
as somebody who's uh, a little stoned uh, and, and in the same system. Researchers so, so lack of sleep making you fat. Yeah, it can cause overeating. I've heard that before. I, I mean, I've heard that, and I've even heard that from like my own doctor. doctor. Yeah, like I had gone in, and I remember when I first started doing the morning show, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm eating, I'm exercising, and they're like, it's your new schedule. They're like, you are on a monster schedule. Your they're circadian like, rhythms yeah. get thrown off. They're like, you are on, the, like, basically morning DJs and, like, you know, um, uh, uh, like, let's say uh, people who work the night shift or, like, you know, ER nurses, all that kind of stuff that have that night shift deal. Mm-hmm. It's terrible for you. It's really bad for your health. Your body, we are not nocturnal creatures. Like, we're not supposed to. So, it, I guess this is uh, not getting enough sleep can lead to overeating. But until recently, scientists were unable to make the connection as to why. And so this is the new thing. They, they've broken it down and found out that it's a chemical reaction that happens in your body when you are sleep deprived. And it's the same chemical reaction that your body gets when THC and marijuana is introduced into your system. Well, basically, yeah. saying, there's never any positive stories that say, scientists say getting zero sleep is great for your skin. <laughs> yes. I mean, they used to just call it beauty sleep. They used to just yeah. say you should get sleep so... right. So you look um, better. You don't look so damn tired. I don't think, out. does anyone choose not to get the right amount of sleep? <laughs> no. If I could, I would. I mean, but but then not, I'm choosing to go to bed when I go to bed. What you can know? you do about it? Go to bed at 8 at night? Not happening. I know. I mean, I, I, naps, but they say even then, because I was like, I you know, I remember talking with my physician, and I was like, why nap? And they're like, it's not the same. I mean, napping is getting you through the day. It's making you so that you're not a complete, you know, that you're not a monster or you're not sick, but they're like uninterrupted sleep is what we're talking about. You, when you can cobble together eight hours, like I got eight hours and 24 hours, they're like, that's not the same as seven to eight consecutive hours that the, what, what your body does during that time is different than when you break it up. So it's just, it's tough. So Legos, I mean, if anybody could possibly... I mean, anybody who's seen Star Wars or has spent any time with any small child, if you are crazy about Star Wars and crazy about Legos, the idea that there are Lego Star Wars has just been a phenom. The eruption of Star Wars mania has helped send Lego sales up 25% over last year. They say it is just skyrocketed. It was topped only by sales of Elsa's sparkling ice castle. Did Um, Did they ever do, so they did a Lego Frozen? Yeah, I guess they did Lego Frozen. I didn't see that, but I mean, I didn't realize that they had done... There's a Lego for everything, isn't there? Is there is a Lego probably for everything. But the big thing is is that Legos, the force is strong. Uh, the company reported net profits jumped more than 30% for the year. Uh, they saw increased growth all over um, all over the world. Do you want to build some Legos? Yes! <laughs> I want to build some Legos. I got to be honest. I just had to go shopping for a birthday party over the weekend. Yeah. And of course, like my son's like, let's get him Star Wars Legos. And I went to the shelves and it was the cupboards are bare. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was slim. I mean, they are picked over. Like I was like, we're going to have to get them like three different things to come. I mean, they. You can always try and be bold and get the off brand Legos, which <laughs> are actually, I think, cooler. Now, I love Legos. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I, I can go to the Lego aisle. 
around Christmas when you're getting stuff for the nephews, and I always have this moment where I'm like, I could literally buy one of those and go home and play with it all day. <laughs> yes. I wish you would. Maybe. I'm not sure. Never really done <laughs> They're it. They're unbelievable. I might be halfway through opening up the box at home and being like, I'm a moron. I <laughs> no. Really, you do need an engineering degree to do some of these. Some but, of the spaceships that Declan got for Christmas, I'm like, um, we're going to finish this tomorrow, buddy. Let me ask you this, Jeff. If but, but I was just going to say real quick, yeah. they have these oft-brand. Okay. They're not Legos. All right, it's a different brand. But yeah. so to Mega compete, blocks. but to compete, still you do. get way more bang for your buck. And a lot of them kind of do cool stuff. Like I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you, it's you can't sell that to kids. It's a the kid branding. Wants Legos, they want wants Legos. Brand. I now, mean, now if I was throwing a Lego party that had beer and chips and you know just booze, a regular party, but it's Legos. We sit there and just instead of gambling or playing poker, we just put together Legos. Would you Would you go to that? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> so you, good luck with that. Yeah, let us know how that works out for you. This, uh, what if the ladies were topless? Well, yeah. Coolest. Who are the ladies? Like, we have waitresses? Yeah. Or? Are they like you're Lego t- you're princesses? You're telling me we're actually going to find females that want to come to our Lego party, and they're the kind of females that will go topless? Yeah. Well, if you can pull off that magic trick, my friend. Then you, sir, are a magician. Uh, ladies, give us a call. Do you want to go to a Lego party? These, you don't have to go topless. This is unbelievable. So Lego <laughs> has teamed up with Disney. And this is just, I mean, this is going to be the end of all toys. I mean, because now it's like they've got it all covered. Not only are they covered Disney's uh, eaten up Star Wars, but, you know, all the princesses. I'm looking at this stuff and it's like, oh, my God. Now, finally out of the Disney vault. <laughs> the Lego princess castle. Legos yes. are pretty expensive. That's they're they not are cheap. Very, I mean, some of these do, like that Elsa's castle is probably what seventy dollars or something. No, like that. it's actually that's not too bad. I was kind of surprised. It's like a two hundred and some piece deal. It's for it's not ages. that big though. It's not that big. It's not like, large. Like when it's forty dollars was a kid, I had the knight's castle. Oh yeah. I would now like if my sister had Elsa's castle. My knights would have already gone in and ravaged all everyone in that castle. Like we would have taken that thing. Cool. Yeah, that was the greatest thing. The Knights Castle. I don't know if I can let my daughter know that they make frozen Legos. Does she play with Legos like Declan plays with Legos? Yeah, I'll then get it to her. They are, but it's just it's so crazy. I just love the fact that they build their own. She's still four. Like she can't follow a. She can't follow instructions. I mean, she just, like, cobbles stuff together and puts it whatever. But he is, seriously, like, he will sit down with a manual and page through that thing and take a piece apart and put it back together and take it apart and put it back together. And it's like, dude, all right, beautiful mind. Like, what's going on over there? I mean, it's just... Fills the hours. My son has a beautiful man. <laughs> no, I mean it's just Come crazy on. to. No, it's just crazy to watch. I'm like, <laughs> I lost interest in that in like five minutes. They're so funny. Love you guys. Channel You're listening to the Big Party Show on Omaha's number one hit music station. Uh, coming up March 8th is the uh, two-year anniversary of the missing Malaysia Airlines flight. Remember two that? Years. Flight 370. Uh, and there's a book written by CNN International anchor Richard Quest. It's called The Vanishing of Flight MH370, the true story of the hunt for the missing Malaysia plane. And the author joins us, Richard Quest from CNN. Good morning, Richard. How are you, sir? Good morning to you. Hey, Richard, well, where's the plane? There is not a hint of really wet plane is is probably like at the bottom of the South Indian Ocean 
uh, off the western coast of Australia. And they really, they're searching, they're searching, but they haven't found anything yet. So is the, do you think eventually it's just a matter of time that they will find it? That's the big question. Absolutely. I mean, I have said from day one that I believe they will eventually find the plane because they must find the plane. There are 1,200, 1,200 of these 777 planes flying around the world. Every major U.S. carrier has them in the fleet. And nobody knows, and this is the real, this is the big point about the missing Malaysian plane. Nobody knows why it went missing. Was it because somebody, the pilot, a hijacker, whatever it is, took over the plane and then flew it for seven hours? Or was it some mechanical fault where everybody died on board and the plane just flew on from it on its own? Nobody knows. And what's fascinating is from the original moment it went missing to now, we really have not one new clue to tell us. Now, why haven't we gotten to the technology like, uh, um, you know, like everything with our iPhones and iPads and everyone can find everyone? Why don't we use... Find my plane. Find my plane. <laughs> I have find my phone on like, my iPhone. Like Where's find have, my plane? They have like the black box, right? Why can't that info be shot up into the, the cloud? And that is one of the big changes that they are looking at. If a plane is in if a plane makes an emergency move, if a plane does something in unusual, it would immediately send out its location and its black box data. But we don't have that information yet. Yeah. And you're right. Why can't we find a plane like you can find your iPhone? Well, remember, you only find your iPhone if it's switched on, if it's with iCloud, and you've got cellular service. Over the oceans, there's no satellite coverage as such. There's no radar coverage as such. And it has been one of the eye-openers, I think, to many people flying that you cannot find a plane in such circumstances. It was bewildering to me. People find it unusual. Rules have changed in the last year, but I promise you this, they haven't changed enough. If a plane went missing over the ocean today, it would still take them a long time to find it, if ever. We've got wow. Richard Quest from CNN International. He's one of the most recognizable faces of CNN's coverage. You know, that was nonstop coverage of MH370. You took some time off. Why did, why did you decide to write a book about the missing flight? Because as the aviation correspondent, it was just, it was bewildering. It was, you know, did the pilot do it? I flew with one of the pilots just two weeks before he was the co-pilot on 370. Did one of the pilots do it? I don't think they did. I think we, and I know I'm, I'm unusual. Everybody else is blaming these two poor guys at the front of the plane. I actually don't think it was the pilot who either committed suicide or mass murder. I think there's some sort of mechanical fault uh, that caused it. And then you have the whole CNN experience. Anyone who watches CNN will remember, we went wall to wall, cover to cover, week after week after week. And that was a new way for us at CNN to cover these very, big stories. And so that's why I sat and I thought, do you realize we all fly somewhere at some point? We need to understand what happened to that plane, what happened to the people on board, and most important of all, to make sure it never happens again. So you be, were you intrigued by wanting to maybe shoot down the conspiracy theories? 
Oh, I don't think there's... I've heard everything. But you know what the best... I was in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, and what they believe, ordinary taxi drivers, ordinary people, they believe that somehow the Americans fearing secret drone technology was about to be brought into the hands of the Chinese on a Malaysian plane but took over the flight using AWACS drone technology. People seriously, and I promise you, if you ask your listeners, there will be many people who believe that one government or another is responsible for the missing plane. So far, I've not found any evidence. I've found lots of people, and they're the same people who look at the Kennedy assassination and the conspiracy theorists. They're the same people who believe we never went to the moon. They're the same people who believe the U.S. government caused 9-11. But they are out there, and they all believe that there's a massive conspiracy around 370. That's so far, I've not seen anything that validates that's it. That's what we always say, that you could, you could talk to a guy at a bar, and he almost has you convinced with a great conspiracy theory about the Kennedy assassination, and then as soon as you kind of are on board with him, he wants to talk about Bigfoot. You're like, oh. And you're like, all right, dude. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, so Richard, if they do find the plane, what information, will we be able to find out what happened, why it went off course? Right. If they find the plane, and I'm going I'm to challenge you there, I'm going to say when they find the plane, yeah. because we may and buried when they do, but they will find someday when maybe technology is better. But when and if they find the plane, the first thing is the black boxes, two of them, the cockpit voice recorder, the flight data recorder, and they should be good on the ocean bed. We know from a previous crash of Air France in uh, 2009, that was on the ocean bed for two years. We should be good to know what happened. We'll hear what the pilots said to each other or didn't as an explosion or whatever happened. You will see who did what to which instruments in the cockpit. We need that black box to determine what happened to 370. In the future, we need planes to eject the information from the black box in an emergency, either physically, throw it out the back of the plane, or electronically, data-wise, send it up to the satellite. So we never have to go through this. You know, you know, guys, they are searching for this plane in some of the deepest, most remote ocean anywhere on Earth, 1,500 miles off the western coast of Australia. Uh, you could not imagine a worse place to actually have to do this search. Oh, that's bad. what they're doing. And they've been searching for the last two years. And whilst you and I are talking now, there are still three ships out there mowing the ocean up and down searching for that plane. Richard, who pays for that? Like, who, yeah, right? who funds that search? That's really interesting because it's being paid half by the Australians because it's in their region, half by the Malaysians, a contribution is being made by the Chinese. But let's not get hung up on the payment because the amount of money that the search has spent so far is less, less than the cost of one brand new 777 aircraft. Now, there are 239 people on board this plane. There are still 1,200 of them in the air. I tend to think we can all afford a bit more money to look for these souls, these poor souls, and understand what happened. The worrying part is it's just so difficult. There are deep trenches. There are gullies. There are mountains five miles high down there. And, you know, you know I think you know that the ocean bed is not flat like a beach. The ocean bed has got valleys and mountains. 
searching, slowly but surely. Yeah, man, it's an ocean's very big and deep place, so I can and imagine. I, and I'm sure sort wow. of like how when we went to the moon, or when NASA was trying to put a man in space, there was a lot of side scientific progress we made things like tang and you know what yeah. i mean all the little side deals do you think there'll be some progress just from like learning how to search the ocean or because this has got to be the most exhaustive search they've ever. already learned i mean they've already, uh, two years after the search began and they lost their first remote vehicle a couple of weeks ago why because and this is fascinating it got snagged on an underwater mud volcano. They even, before they even started the search down there, they had to learn what was there. And, and the U.S. has been front and center from helping to provide the equipment, the know-how. Uh, the Navy originally began by, by providing equipment and know-how. So it's an international effort. But of course, you know, just think about this. Take a grain of salt, go into your backyard, Throw it into your neighbor's backyard and then go and try and find it. Holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing, there's one grain of salt, and that's the sort of thing that you're trying to do with this search. They know roughly where it is, but roughly isn't good enough, and they can't from roughly get to closer, get on top of it. I think they will, but it may not be yet. Okay. All right, one, to watch it. one week from today is the two-year anniversary of the wow. vanishing of Malaysia flight MH370. Richard Quest, the book is called The Vanishing of Flight MH370, The True Story of the Hunt for the Missing Malaysian Plane comes out. Richard, we love seeing you on CNN. I love hearing the English take on us crazy yanks. Uh, just real quick, what do you think of Donald Trump? I'm sorry, we've got a very bad line, a poor connection. I think I heard that question. What do you think of Donald Trump? I'm still having great. <laughs> 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 yes, I, That'll be the next I think a one. lot of the world is feeling that the connection is off. Hey, thanks. Thank, thanks. Thanks. The rest of the world is looking with something approaching bewilderment, amazement, and astonishment. But it will be the American people to make their final judgment. The rest of the world just wonders what on earth is going on. Yeah, I yeah. know. Well, thank you, Richard. We enjoy seeing you on TV. Uh, and uh, good luck with the book, Vanishing a Flight at MH370. Richard Quest from CNN International. Thanks for talking to us today, Richard. All right, he's yeah, It really down. was a bad connection, but I think yeah. he was... Yeah, he was choking there at the end, but yes, the connection was a little, a little tricky at points. But right. that's really interesting. Yeah, it is. How you can just... I think it's so interesting that he believes so firmly that one day they will find it, because I just feel like, oh my gosh, if they haven't, they haven't stopped looking. I mean, of it. It, it was a spooky couple of years for air flight, because we had the Malaysian flight, which spooked mm -hmm. us all, and then there was the one that got shot down, yeah. and then there was the French flight that went into the mountain. Yes. Well, that one was... What the heck? That yes. one was I still think about that flight that was every time I fly. I think it was weird that it all happened within the same... Right? You know, because people weird. were saying about Malaysia, no pilot would ever do that. And then, uh, I wonder if that was almost like copycat or somebody thinking it was a copycat. I don't know. This is the Big Party Show. Big Party Show. Party! Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. What's up, bud? Hey, thanks for holding so long, man. We appreciate it. Oh, you guys are good. I love your show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hey, what's up? So, uh, so I heard you guys talking a little bit earlier about... um. How you never have enough time in Hawaii, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I lived there for five years, and I can tell you that even if you try pulling off for three weeks, four weeks, or two months, you're still not going to have enough time to do everything. I know. Isn't that crazy? I mean... Yeah, it's it's pretty nasty. Like, I, I made every attempt. I, I basically... So I'm originally from the you know, Omaha, Nebraska area, and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to do something kind of crazy. Sold everything I had. Took off to Hawaii to go to school out there and be a diving instructor. Cool. And um, did every effort I could in five years to go to every single island, do everything you could possibly do in the, the Pacific area. I, I'm back in town now, and I still haven't done everything. So you're diving, and you just dropped everything? It's like, I'm going to go live life. Yeah. I I, I was looking at, um, I mean, this <laughs> just sound weird, but I was looking at all my friends. You know, a lot of people were taking off to college, or people were going into the trades and stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a good thing, but... I wasn't ready for it, and I was like, okay, well, you know, all I ever really knew was the Nebraska area, so I was like, I, I need to do something kind of crazy, and yep, I just kind of took off, and I don't regret it. That's awesome, dude. I think everybody should do that. Young kids, go, go. work at a ski resort. Like, go be yeah. a ski instructor. Go be a scuba instructor. You get trained at the adventures, and then go spend your summers in Mexico working at a resort. Learn Spanish. You'll get hired yep. on the spot. If you know how to dive and you can speak Spanish, boom, there's a resort down there that'll hire you. They'll love you. Because well, you can get Americans too. to sign up. Oh yeah, well, I got my I got my uh, open water diving actually at Dive Ventures. That's where I started. Oh, oh wow! Okay. All yeah, right. So I I know them very well, and I I owe them a lot. They they train you right. But uh, so what's neat is when you become a diving instructor is the fact that with either Patty or Scuba Schools International, you can work anywhere in the world. They they have their own uh, system set up where you can actually go out there and there's companies all over the world that are looking for diving instructors. You basically send your credentials and they'll, you know, you can go teach diving in Australia for a year on a visa. <laughs> wow. And I would say uh, that's awesome. there's that's tie in with language. Um, I just noticed that in Mexico, Germans are everywhere. They love yep. to go to Mexico. And so that's a deal. If you can speak German, most yeah, of the resorts gotta, down there are looking for a German speaking dive diver. Well, I got a friend of mine right now teaching in the Red Sea. Oh, wow. And, that's interesting. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. It's all over the place, and you know, kind of like what you're saying with, uh, and I agree with what you're saying. People need to do it more often. Um, I went and took off and lived up in Alaska for four and a half years, so I did skiing up there. So I mean, it's wow. How old are you? Buddy? Yeah, what years were you a, a dive instructor in Hawaii? Uh, from 2000, uh, not about 2000, the beginning of 2010 until about three months ago. Okay. Now what? What's your next? Uh, where's your next adventure, man? Yeah, you know, we living life. Uh, I'm slow, I'm slowing down. <laughs> how old are you? Yeah. How, can we ask how old you are? Uh, I'm actually about two months away from turning 30. Okay. Yeah, that's Slow what your down. 20s are for. You like, know what your next adventure is? I have no idea. Moving in with your girlfriend? Stop it. Uh, actually, that's already happened. Ah! <laughs> like, <laughs> I shut it down. Shut it shut down. It. Well, she's, she's actually also a diving instructor, and she's from uh, Japan. Okay. All right. You guys are like the oh. hip couple. Look at that. You guys gonna get married during a dive? Uh, we've actually talked about uh, doing. So I was the best man at my friend's wedding, and what you can do is you can actually get married underwater. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about uh, possibly going to uh, Unaguni, Japan, where they've got the uh, kind of like the underwater. They believe it's like an underwater city that's kind of ancient. We thought about doing it down there. So. I saw, I've seen photos of that. That's pretty sweet. It's where Godzilla yep. lives. Yeah. Godzilla. 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 You know what? I'll tell you right now. That'll end the relationship real quick. Godzilla comes out and tries to fight me. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Game over, man. Hey, man. Well, thanks for calling. That's great. Um, yep. Well, we're heading down to Mexico in June with Dive Ventures, and uh, we're going to go diving. Yep. Have fun. Uh, yeah, it's going to be great. All right. Well, good luck on your next adv yeah, thanks, adventure. Man. Call it any time, man. It's good chatting with you. 
Well, what's happening with Celebrity? So, uh, speaking of wonderful island places, it looks like Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom are stepping up uh, their relationship, going a little public. They were seen holding hands and looking all snugly in Hawaii. She was there performing in uh, Maui, and then they, it looks like they uh, made the, the stay a little bit longer with uh, Kauai. But there's been rumors that those two have been getting to know each other, and then now these uh, pictures from Entertainment Tonight are confirming that, yes, they are indeed a little snuggly. Uh, 13th season of NIS. It appears as popular as ever. CBS just made the uh, the strange announcement of two seasons, not just one. Usually they'll just uh, re-up a, a show for one, but now two seasons. I guess NCIS currently has 20 million viewers each week, and it's on track to be broadcast television network's most watched scripted drama for the seventh straight year. So uh, Mark, uh, Mark Harmon... He's the star. He's also the producer. He has also signed on for two more years. So you're still going to get more Mark. On an all-new NCIS, mm-hmm. someone has kidnapped Mark Harmon. No! No! <laughs> American treasure! Uh, woman behind The women behind the Netflix documentary show, Making a Murderer, uh, it was the sensation, everybody, over Christmas and New Year's. It's like, oh my God, did you watch it? Well, uh, if you loved it and you binged watched it on Netflix, uh, this is good news. There could be a second season coming. Uh, the women have been uh, having conversations with Stephen Avery and his new attorney, and they've been recording phone calls and conversations that they've been having with Stephen Avery. But don't get your hopes up for anything like tomorrow because it took them 10 years to work out that first making a murderer. So a season two couldn't, you know, I wouldn't count on it popping up anytime they move relatively slowly. soon. Yes, It's, yeah. it's like they Takes work for, for public television. Mm. You know, take your time. I wonder how Stephen Avery's parents are doing. I oh, know. his sweet mom. I mean, are you and Peter ever going to have the two lazy chairs that are next to each other kind Donna. of angled with a coffee table in the middle? Oh, yeah. I mean, because that's all From the clips are. From your lips to God's ears. Woo! Man, I hope so. Mylene and I have one. Do you? You have side-by-side easy recliners? Are yeah. they covered in plastic? Yeah. <laughs> there's like be. a plastic uh, pathway to it, too. Like, so you can, yes, exactly. Just in case any of your dipping sauce drips while you're eating, while watching your stories. Like NCIS. <laughs> Mark Harmon, National Treasure. Put an all-new NCIS <laughs> today on CBS. <laughs> hey, mother... Are you in the kitchen? Will you bring me more dipping sauce when you come back? You don't refer to your girlfriend as mother yet, do you? <laughs> oh, gosh. Mom? I never understand that. When, like, you see guys and they'll be like, hey, Mother, mama. mother, uh, time to turn in, mother. She'll be like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, father. You'll get there. No, I do not return. You'll get there. Peter will probably do it first. He probably has you in your phone as mother. No. <laughs> Peter, well, because it starts with ask your mother. I mean, yeah, when you have mother. kids, you start referring to ask your mother. And you start saying stuff like, Mom, what are we doing for dinner? Like that you say that around the kids. Yeah. Yeah. No. Not not, hasn't, hasn't happened yet. What's Hopefully, we won't fall into that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you dipping so. Dipping so. I love dipping so. That is your celebrity news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 941. <laughs> All right. Mother, what's for dinner tonight? <laughs> Omaha steaks? Again? Or chicken fingers? That's the night. The Big Party Show. Wake it up. Wake up here. Wake up laughing.